Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. They know home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get Mortgage. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. In 40 minutes, we'll talk to the sensational one, Christopher Price. In an hour and 40 minutes, we'll talk to Howard Becker, Bleach Report. We'll see what the NBA is doing and whether or not Adam Silver has lost his mind to try to have some sort of a charity basketball game, even with all this going on, and whether or not the Big Three is really crazy trying to do a Big Brother version of the quarantine. Also, the great Charles Davis at 12.40 p.m. Eastern, 9.40 Pacific. The death of the greatest dynasty has happened. And if you want to debate that, you go right on ahead and call it. I don't care. The death of the greatest dynasty has happened. Over the Lakers, over the Celtics, over the Packers, Steelers, Browns, Cowboys, Islanders, Bulls, Warriors, any of them. Of the big four, the greatest dynasty has ended. And the reason I call it the greatest dynasty, and if you want to argue that, you go right on ahead. It's not really what I'm getting into, but if that's what's on your mind, go right on ahead. I don't care. 855-212-4227. Because I put it over all of those, is a coach and a player so dominant in the ultimate team sport. In basketball, you know, Michael Jordan, what the Bulls did, he needed Scotty, he needed Dennis eventually, Phil Jackson, a lot of great things. But you're not taking that sport and changing it around without Michael Jordan. You're not doing that. And one guy can be that dominant. LeBron, if he, if he stays in one place, can be that dominant in, in, in the NBA. The Yankees dynasty is close, but there's another reason why I don't put that in there. Is we're, in, we're in an era where there's free agency. And for one guy and one coach, one player and one coach to be that dominant over an obscene amount of time, over 20 years, and have bookended really extreme parts of domination where you're at the top of your division, you're a threat for the championship every year. There was a large swath where they did not win the Super Bowl. Got close, got their loss, got close, got their lost then started cashing in one after another. When you have six over the course of 20 years, you make nine Super Bowl appearances. That's as good as it gets. In the era of free agency where guys can come and go, where where you still are part of the salary cap as a quarterback, 
where you had to take a step back from that salary as a quarterback and be in a situation where I don't know if we're ever going to see that again. You know, the man has a has a life partner who's able to make as much or more money as he is. We're, that's unprecedented. And I don't know if we'll ever see something like that again. In the era of free agency where guys can come and go and go after the highest bidder and go to the highest bidder, I don't think we'll ever see this type of thing ever again. I don't know if we'll ever see this type of dominance. The only way I think that we'll ever see this type of dominance, at least in the sport of football ever again, is if they have a separate cap for quarterbacks, and I think that's a horrible idea. When I first heard that idea, I was like, man, that's a pretty good pretty good theory. You pay the quarterback whatever it is, then you can roll it up, and I go, no, because you don't want to be sitting there dealing with Patrick Mahomes where he has all the weapons he could possibly want, and he's paid exactly what he wants by the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think anybody wants that. And Patrick Mahomes has all the... He has all the tools and all all the stylings that he could be possibly by the time it's all said and done. He's only got one under his belt, but he has all the tools, the the physical ability where he could be very well the best to ever do it by the time it's said and done, but that's very early to say something like that. So if I count them all up, Lakers, Celtics, Packers, Yankees, Cowboys, Steelers, Islanders, Browns, Bulls, Warriors, any of them, in any generation of professional sports in America from the big four, Nobody touches the Patriots. Circumstance, the type of league that they're in, as cutthroat as it is, the, the, the physical talent, what it may be, where it's as good of a league as it's ever been, where you're relying on talent as much as you've ever been, I don't think anybody touches it. Unless there's a fundamental change in the structure of the league, I don't know if we ever see this type of thing again. But the age-old question that we've we've loved to ask and – I'll admit I love to ask it too. Who's responsible for it? Every time I've asked this question, I've asked it twice, and it's always been after Super Bowls. Who's responsible for it? Most of you say Bill Belichick. And it's a, such an interesting case study, and it's why I want to ask you, 855-212-4CBS, who's, who's responsible for it? Because if I say Tom Brady, and I've said Tom Brady the previous two times, and third time will be a charm, I'll still say Tom Brady. I'll tell you why here in a second. But the case for Belichick is strong. He's willing to pay the fiddler when it comes to some of the Spygate stuff. He's willing to take some of the blame for all that stuff. He doesn't care. He's ruthless. He's willing to give up on players too soon before it's too late. He wants to continuously cycle that through. He's come up with ways and changed the way that we look at football in this generation that we have to give him credit for the learning that he's done and the tips that he's picked up from Paul Brown, from, from Bill Walsh, from Don Shula, from those guys, what he's picked up from that and has turned into 21st century football is absolutely remarkable. The, the attention to detail, the meticulousness from Bill Parcells as well, obviously the meticulousness of what he's willing to go through where he's able to, Realize, hey, a, le- you know, a left-handed punter is going to the, the ball's going to spin off differently. There's going to be a chance where the guy on the other end muffs that punt. We're going to be able to get a turnover. There's going to be a huge momentum swing. All of a sudden, we're rolling after a punt. We're down at their 30-yard line, and we can go in there and score. And we can change the entire look of the football game. I can take the clock and look at this and say, well, I got about a minute nine. I got about a minute 30 left to go. 90 seconds. I can run it down to this level. And now they're going to probably change that coming up. But I, I can run it down 90 more seconds, and I I can take a delay a game, or I can I can take a timeout, and I won't be penalized by. These are things that Belichick thinks of that not a lot of other coaches do. So many other coaches are so worried and so focused on what other coaches are going to go do to them, they don't do it. Part of the reason he's able to do it though is because of Tom Brady. 
And the genesis of all this is what? Bill Belichick drafts Tom Brady. He has an argument with his own coaches. He keeps Tom Brady. He knows that from even from what he looked like in a Hall of Fame game of crying out loud, that he's afraid that if he cuts Tom Brady, he's going to end up on the practice squad or somebody else is going to take him from his practice squad and he's not going to be able to do anything about it. So he holds on to Tom Brady. He's got a special feeling about him. And I still will contend. We're not talking about who's responsible for the dynasty in that case. You're talking about who's responsible for who. There are certain guys, and I believe this in this league, there are guys who are taken by certain teams who do not have the wherewithal of the Patriots or Bill Belichick, who do not have the foresight of them, do not have the type of vision that they have, do not do the type of homework that Bill Belichick has done and with his coaching staffs over his career. They don't do it like that. And there have been guys who have been very good football players who they just fall through the cracks because they're either drafted or picked up by football teams. There's guys who get cut from poor football teams. They end up being successful players for other squads who are able to do what a little bit of what Belichick does. The teams that have been good, even through different coaches, the teams that have been good for a, for a long period of time, that, that have been contenders for a long period of time, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Packers, the Patriots, those teams where they take another man's trash, turn him into their treasure because they know how to get the very best out of them. Belichick is one of those guys, and in this generation, he is the beginning of those guys. He's the, fo- he's the founding father of those, those types of coaches. And I think, gosh, if, if Tom Brady, we go over the Brady six, if Tom Brady's drafted in the sixth round by the Cleveland Browns, do we talk about Tom Brady the way we do at all now? I mean, Johnny Unitas was given up on by a bad football team, ended up with the Baltimore Colts, and ended up being a legend. Maybe it's possible. But do we look at him and go, hey, you know, he's a, he's got the size, but eh, he's a little gangly. Got a little, got a little bit of arm talent. Maybe we'll, we'll bring him in. Maybe we'll give him the chance to be the backup. But I, I never give him that chance to have that spark. That's what makes Brady such a special conversation. Because I can't tell the story of Tom Brady without telling the story of Bill Belichick and, and making sure he's held on to but we're not talking about who's responsible for Brady. We have to talk about who's responsible for the dynasty. Belichick can do everything he can. And he's a wizard, as close to a wizard as you're going to be, possibly be able to find. And there's been times he's absolutely bent the rules too. Because every now and then we want to look behind the curtain and we find out that David Copperfield did this, that, and that to make the Statue of Liberty disappear. It's the same thing with Belichick. He had this, that, and that happen to make sure that they were able to cash in on a Super Bowl, at least give them the best shot they were able to get to cash in on a Super Bowl. Yet as great as Belichick is, he can't go out there and take the snap. He, he can't read the defense. He can't make the throw. He can teach. He can try to motivate. He can, he can go over the film. He can do the very best he can in that regard, and he is the best in that regard. But to be able to be out on the field, to lead the charge, to have the confidence of not just the players around you but the entire building. What Tom Brady did for Gillette Stadium was a place where you went there for playoff games and you just lost. Good teams, really good, motivated teams said to themselves, this is going to be the year we go to Gillette and we win. This is the time that we do it. That's why we were so shocked that Tennessee was the team that finally did it because we didn't believe it. We didn't want to believe it. That place in January 
ran by number 12, looked at through that offense where you can never, never, never be too careful. And if he was able to come back, he's usually more dominant than ever. I have to give that credit to 12. I have to give that credit to Tom Brady. As much as Belichick can 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 scheme, can get ready, can teach, can do everything he can, there's a guy who has to go out there and make it all happen. There's a guy who has to make it all click for everybody else. And you can give me Castle, and you can give me Garoppolo, and you can give me Brissett. And that's not an argument about who's in charge of the dynasty. One team went 11-5 and five and didn't make the playoffs, and I keep getting that argument thrown to me, and I keep going, if it was a healthy Tom Brady that year, what does that version of the New England Patriots do with a healthy Tom Brady instead of Matt Castle? Matt Castle's a fine quarterback. This isn't whether or not Belichick knows how to pick decent quarterbacks and guys who can get the job done. It's apparent he can. He can give some really good stuff to quarterbacks who aren't of the type of play that Tom Brady has. But there's a guy who has to get that job done. And for 20 years, Tom Brady was that guy. So the responsibility of for us, for with free agency, with guys being able to chase the highest dollar and, and being well within their right to do so, better than any other generation of sports, the greatest dynasty and the greatest generation of sports, at least athletes, the man responsible for it, Belichick is there, and I'll listen to the argument. But there's somebody who has to go to the controls and make it work, and that is Tom Brady. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. They both sit on the precipice of history. If if Bell Belichick goes out there with Jarrett Stidham or he goes out and he's able to get Andy Dalton or somebody else, maybe he is able to try to pull some sort of a, a, a trade for a player that we're not thinking about right now, if he's able to do something like that, he could do something miraculous. And especially if it's with Jarrett Stidham, I could end up having a bunch of egg all over my face at this time next year. I'll grant you that. Because I think that Bill Belichick's amazing. He's not Merlin. And I think we're about to find out just how difficult it is when you have that hot hand. That's why he got so upset about the Garoppolo situation a few years ago. Because you know you have a good quarterback who, who, who's efficient, who's able to get the job done for you. He had that. He had his true control, and that was taken away from him. Now he gets out of it. He has this chance to get out of it before it becomes too late. And if he does go take Jarrett Stidham, or he does go take possibly one of these other quarterbacks, maybe there is some sort of crazy Matt Stafford trade in the mix. Who the hell knows? If he's able to do something like that, then I'm going to look like the biggest idiot in the history of idiots on Sports Talk Radio. Because I don't believe he can do it. Tom Brady, on the other hand, I think they can make a playoff run. I'll see what they can do in the playoffs. Arians has resurrected careers. He has a great offense. Tom Brady, I don't know if he can load the ball up the way people want him to load the ball up, but you'll be able to use Chris Godwin and you'll be able to use you'll be able to use Mike Evans and, and finally somebody will be able to find OJ Howard and and they'll get an offense going. And I do think the difference between the playoffs and not the playoffs last year with Tampa Bay was the interceptions with Jameis Winston. Your turn you if you're seven and nine and watching the Buccaneers the way we watch the Buccaneers, we tried to this year. If you're seven and nine and I'm seeing Jameis turn it over like that, I think that's the difference for that football team. We'll see what they're able to do. Tom Brady has the chance to do something special. Bill Belichick has the chance to do something miraculous. And either or can make me look like the biggest fool on the face of the earth, at least when it comes to sports, by this time next year. So I'll know from you. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Who's most responsible for the greatest dynasty we've seen? 
Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227. It's sponsored by the fine folks at GEICO. Whether you own or rent, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance together. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote today at GEICO.com. It's absolutely easy. Uh, Christopher Price going to join us, Boston Globe. He'll join us coming up in about 20 minutes, also in about an hour and 20 minutes. Howard Beck, Bleacher Report. We'll talk NBA with him, what they're going to do. Are they going to even finish the season? If you're a LeBron hater... If you're one of the people who hate LeBron, you want them to finish the season, and you actually want LeBron to win. And I'll tell you why. Five burning questions coming up at 12.20 p.m. Eastern, 855-212-4227. Belichick's the engineer. I, I know that he's the brains behind the operation. It's his vision. It's come to life. But when I'm looking at who's who's in charge of the entire dynasty, I, I have to think it's I have to think it's Tom Brady. There's a guy who has to go to the controls, who has to make it work. And there's a guy behind that, and that's Bill Belichick. But he has to get his vision. If he can't get somebody to see his vision and make it sing, then Bill Belichick's just a guy with good ideas, and that's it. There's been plenty of coaches like that. They're called great assistant coaches. Dick LeBeau, terrible in Cincinnati, one of the best assistant coaches out there. Wade Phillips actually had some success as a head coach, a little bit of success as a head coach, but people don't think of him that way. They think of him as one of the better defensive minds, the best defensive minds who ever coached football. Wade Phillips, a little bit of success, but wasn't able to get a quarterback to do things like that for him. Belichick has. Bill Walsh was able to do the same thing. And I'll play something for you by the end of the show that it, it is in almost eerie detail how similar Bill Walsh was in comparison to Bill Belichick and where they were at with their quarterbacks, where they were at with their players and how they were so successful for so long. Where some guys, they get their they get their judgment clouded. Now, I give full respect to Belichick. And there is some of that where I and I know people hate the Patriots and they're glad that they they're glad that this dynasty is over. I know that there's good Bills fans up there, and there's good Jets fans like Peter, and there's great Dolphins fans who are so excited about this. Trust me, I get it. But for me, I look at this the same way I do a lot of ways in, in, in entertainment. When I was a kid, I hated Ric Flair. The Golden Spoon, the biggest house on the biggest block. Who the hell are you to talk to me? I love Dusty Rhodes. I hated Ric Flair. I loved Hulk Hogan. I couldn't stand when Ric Flair went to the WWF. I couldn't stand Ric Flair any more than I could stand my most hated enemy. Now he's one of the most beloved characters in American American history, the history of American wrestling and American entertainment because we remember him. Because for a long time, I realized that I had emotion out of that and my hate for emotion turns into respect and dare I say turns into adoration. Now, for three fan bases out there in particular, that's saying a bit too much. I get you. I understand. But for me, I used to hate the Patriots. But I've gotten a lot of entertainment out of that organization. I've gotten a lot of good memories out of that organization. Good, bad, ugly, whatever it might be. I've had a lot of fun talking about the Patriots for 20 years. It's going to be weird. If they can't get this thing going, and say Tom Brady has one more playoff run with him with Bruce Arians, this is what made it such a perfect mix. I'll get to Bob and Maryland here in a second. But this is what made it such a perfect mix is that, hey, if it, Bruce Arians is 68, 69 years old. If Tom Brady goes there, they go to a playoff game, and then by the time Brady turns 44, it really starts to fall apart, and it, it, it looks like it's just 
it's too much for him, and then that's it. And maybe Arians goes away again at 70. No harm, no foul. You tried it. You took a stab at it. You had a lot of fun doing it. I have no problem with it. If he would have went anywhere else, I think he would have put himself in real danger. I think he would have put other jobs in danger. And it just didn't make sense to go to some of those other places. I don't think that they protect your legacy the way they do, they can, with the Buccaneers, with Arians, the way that people wanted him to go to the Chargers. I can't talk about the Chargers anymore without mentioning tickets. That's a horrible thing. Vegas just didn't seem to be the right place. The Colts, it seemed like that'd be a total heel turn. Tampa Bay makes sense. Old coach, good coach, but old coach. A guy who knows how to work a system, very smart, very good. But for Belichick, he has a chance to do something miraculous right now. And that would change this conversation between the two. And it would look, overall, would we really do a whole lot of bickering about the about the dynasty? Maybe not. But I think that, yes, you'd have to open up the book a little bit and go, Belichick was able to get to the playoffs and maybe get to an AFC divisional round game with Jared Stidham. And now, if, if you're able to do that, people will talk about Jared Stidham like he's the next coming of Tom Brady. So if you're able to do that and say Brady falters that isn't able to go to the playoffs, I can't help that conversation, and you know I can't. Bob in Maryland, you're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Thank for your patience. Go ahead, Bob. Yes, good morning. I, uh, did I hear you say correctly that uh, that the Boston, the uh, New England Patriots are the best dynasty in, in history? Yes, you did. Oh, no, no, no. The New York Yankees have won 27 World Series. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No. And the Montreal Canadiens have won 24 titles. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to and them. The, the Canadians Lombardi have the Canadians five and won in championship play. Bob, have the Canadians won You're anything since free agency? This guy, Belichick, Bob, Vince Lombardi, Bob, are you? Bob, you got to be crazy. Bob, Bob. Did Vince Lombardi have free agency? Did Vince Lombardi deal with agents? Don't no, we bring didn't. this up. Look. You're talking about who struck. You want to talk about Bob. championship game? Bob. Adam Graham, 10 Bob. straight years in the Bob. league. 10 years Bob. in the league. He's in the final Bob. championship game every Bob. year, and he won 7 Bob. out of 10. Can Bob. you top that? Did Otto Graham have to deal with free Did uh, Otto Graham have to deal with, with his teammates free, going away? Free agency. Did, it, did, did they have to deal with anybody going away? Are you going to tell me to get out of here, or are you going to admit that you're wrong in this argument? Which one are you going to do? Which one are you going to do, Bob? Which one are you going to do, Bob? Which one are you going to do for me? Which one are you going to do for me? World Championships. Where, 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 players, where, where players couldn't go to free agency, where they couldn't go anywhere else? Who couldn't when go they were, to free agency? When, when you talking about? Are you talking about the baseball? Are you talking about? Are you talking about baseball before Kurt Flood? Is that what you're talking about Kurt with Babe Flood. Ruth and Lou Gehrig and and guys who are indentured servants? Is that what you're talking about, Bob? Are you really bringing this to the national airwaves? You're this not is kidding me, man. Bob, only thing Bob, this I'm is embarrassing for you. This is embarrassing for you. One, that's all that counts. This is embarrassing it's for you. Not how you do it, as long as you do it, Sonny. Do you, have, do you have family members listening to this? I hope that they're not embarrassed for you. Yeah. Goodbye. Thank you very much for the call. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Up next, Christopher Price, the Boston Globe. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. To Bob's call in Maryland, I'm getting, I'm getting DMs from fans, from Patriots fans. Ken, by league rule, Montreal had the right of first refusal to every junior player from the Lower Canada from Lower Canada until the late '60s. They haven't won a cup in 30 years. I have respect for for the history of the games. To get, make no mistake about it, I have respect. But it's 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 apples and oranges. 
Like if there's if they bring in a separate salary cap for quarterbacks, which is something I really hope they don't do, then guess what? There's we will see a dynasty better than the Patriots. But you go back before free agency, and yes, I'll continue to bring that up. You're you're really telling me now maybe the Yankees would have been a team that would have spent that much more money than everybody back then. Maybe they would have done that. But if you were one of those players from the Yankees, baseball, the biggest thing going in America at that point, turning profits, and remember that people want them to come see these guys because this is before television, you can't tell me that somebody wouldn't have given more money than the New York Yankees to any host of the 1927 New York Yankees. There's not a chance in hell. If there was such a thing as free freaking agency, Paul Brown wouldn't talk to agents, would kick guys off his team for it. And then blackball him across the league for it. Because other guys didn't want to deal with agents. Vince Lombardi was notorious for it. We'll go after everybody about it. Tom Landry wouldn't talk to anybody. It's a different time. So to be able to do what they did for 20 years with, with the realism that an agent can get in there and negotiate a price and negotiate a contract and you can take the highest bidder and you can go across the country and live the way you want to where we're able to, when we get out all this, we're able to to live and do as, as we please. It's a completely different atmosphere, folks. It's no disrespect to them, but it, it's just not an argument. It's really not. I know you might hate the Patriots, but that's not an argument to bring to the table. It is the greatest dynasty that we've seen. 855-2124-CBS. Speaking of that dynasty and what's next for it, because it's probably dead. We welcome in Christopher Price, Boston Globe, at C Price Globe on Twitter. Christopher, hello, my friend. Who hates the Patriots? Who? Plenty. People hate the Patriots? Plenty of people, yes. I know, I know. So many. What is it like to, to cover such a polarizing team for so long? It's, it's never boring. I'll tell you that, man. There's always something going on. They're always compelling theater. There's always someone saying something, you know, about them. Someone on the roster saying it is just, it just, it never stops with the team. And from a, from a reporter's perspective, it's fantastic because there's always content, there's always stories, but it's just, it, it's just, it's never dull. That's ultimately what I always end up telling people. Why did this divorce happen between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick? I think there are a few different things at play. I, I think that, you know, after 20 years, you know, it, it was just time for, for both of them to move on. And I, I think that, you know, there were some money issues there as well. I, I you know, Brady wanted, <clears throat> excuse me, the guarantee of a couple of years as opposed to, you know, at, at relatively high money uh, in the in the Patriots and specifically Bill Belichick were, you know, it's my understanding that they were only interested in giving up one year, at, you know, with relatively the same amount of money. So, I think those are the two things that really at least initially come into play. But there were there were a few different things, you know, when when you talk about Brady and the Patriots and why it all decided, you know, why it's all kind of come to an end at least at this point. Did Belichick's or excuse me, did Brady's play in twenty nineteen convince Bob Kraft? Because as the story's told, Bob Kraft got involved the first time when it came down to Jimmy Garoppolo and said, We're not giving up Tom Brady. You can give up Jimmy Garoppolo. That's the way this goes. If it was up to Bob Kraft, I think if, if he was the only guy who was making the decisions here, Tom Brady would still be here. I, I honestly believe that. And, well, then hold on, hold on. Then why didn't he step in this time? Then he just he just he he's just stepping back. He's just he's just decided to say, all right, you know, this is Bill. This is your own deal. This is, he he is taking great pains now to make sure that people know this was not his you know, ultimate decision. And, and I think we've seen that from him over the years. He's a guy who 
you know, ha- has really courted favor amongst fans, amongst players, you know, whatever the case may be. And he's taking great pains now to step back and say, look, you know, if, if I had my druthers, Tom would still be here. But, you know, Tom has decided to move on. He, he said in that, you know, I, I guess they talked earlier in the week and Tom said, you know, what's best for me and what's best for my family is to move on from this point. So I, I think Kraft is doing his level best at this point, at least to try and win some sort of PR war. Do you believe that? Because I, I have no doubt that Bob Kraft cares for Tom Brady. You know, he's, he's always told, like, he's used the term adoptive son. Is that correct? That's correct, right? Yeah, his fifth son, I think. Yeah, his yeah. fifth son. That Perfect. I, I know that he cares about Tom Brady. But you know what? He's also a businessman. And I, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, you know, he's 43. There's people who are questioning whether or not he can really load up and throw the ball again. And if he were back with the Patriots, then it might be a conversation. All right, well, Bill's mind is still good. Bill, Bill can still motivate and it's still the Patriot way. Maybe I need to make this decision here in case I lose Bill, and then eventually I'll lose Tom, and then I don't have either of them. I think he still would love Brady, as you know. If he he had the choice between the two, I think he would still love Brady. Look, the, one of the reasons why the Patriots have been as successful as they've been, both on and off the field, from a you know from a pure talent perspective and from a marketing perspective, is that they're able to hold both of these disparate ideas in balance, whether it's, you know, sentimentality and nostalgia and family, which is preached by the Kraft family. And there is the very kind of emotionless bottom line, which is, you know, the, the, the philosophy that Bill holds. And they've been able to kind of hold both of those in balance. And they've been able to do a very, very good job at kind of striking the right tone with, with both of them. And, and, and again, like I said, finding the right balance between the two. And I, I, Look, in, in that that's what's worked. In in that really, I don't want to say that this was the ultimate test of that the rubber hit the road, whatever the case may be, whatever phrase you want to use here. But yeah, they just decided to move on. They they've just decided to move on. And, and, and again, for for whatever reason, Kraft has kind of decided to step back on this one and, and and let Bill run the show. And you know that's where we are today. The great Christopher Price joining us from the Boston Globe. I haven't asked you this. Do you think that there's uh, diminishing skills with Tom? Not a little bit. I think that he's no longer the alpha male that, that he was, say, 5, 10, 15 years ago. I think that he needs more around him, and I think that was clearly evident this year on the offensive side of the ball. I think that this team had a, a pretty good defense uh, through, say, the first three quarters or so of the season, but it, it's it's increasingly evident that, that Tom needs more around him to be able to succeed. He's not the kind of guy who can put an entire team on his back for 16 games and you know make that journey through the regular season and, and hope to finish you know, a 10, 11, 12 win team and go deep into January. What what they need offensively is, is, you know, quite frankly, they have a lot of those guys around him in place in Tampa Bay now, you know, whether it's Evans or Howard or, you know, whatever the case may be, they, he has a lot of those kinds of guys around him. Uh, and it's going to be fascinating to see how well he performs with that sort of offensive talent around him. But ultimately, you know, I do think there was a, a, a diminished level of skill, not dramatically, but a diminished level of skill with Brady last year. So much so to a point where, look, you know, if he's going to be successful, he needs to have special players around him, offensive difference makers. And I also don't want to be stupid about this. 43, there is going to be diminishing skills for any 43-year-old yeah. man. It's just it's just the pure and simple thought of it. Christopher Price joining us, Boston Globe. Find him on Twitter at CPriceGlobe. How good of a fit is this for Tom Brady? Was this the right call for him? Yeah, I, I do. I, I think, look, from an on, it, 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 it's two different things here. I, I think that... From an on-field perspective, yes, because Bruce Arians, we know, is a very quarterback-friendly coach. 
Uh, he has the offensive talent around him. I think it's, you know, I, I think it's a very good fit. I do think it's going to be interesting to see how his philosophy meshes with Arian's overall philosophy of, you know, risk taking, going downfield, because that's not really Brady. That, that's not really Brady's strength at this point of his career. He's more of a, you know, the the the, the shorter, shorter and intermediate passing game type of guy. And so I think they're going to have to come to some sort of middle ground there to be able to maximize Brady's talents at this stage of his career with Arian's overall philosophy. But if they can make that work, they're going to score a lot of points this year down in Tampa Bay. So what's Bill's next move at the quarterback position? Is this Jared Stidham's job to lose, or has he got something else up his sleeve? I think more of the latter. And I think when you look at the Patriots quarterback position, I you know you, you have to think of it in a short term and a long term, at least as far as I'm concerned right now. Short term, you can think about guys like Stidham, they had they really liked, and I'm not saying he's going to be the starter, but Kessler was here as a backup last year, and they really liked him. He's a smart guy, he's a veteran. He's been around the league for a while. Not to say he's going to you know go to the Pro Bowl in 2020, but you know he's going to be part of the conversation as well. I also think that you know a lot of people around here have talked about Jacoby Brissett maybe being a possibility after Philip Rivers took over in Indianapolis. That's you know, there's a chance that that happens. There's also a chance that they bring Brian Hoyer back because I, I think that would ultimately be again in the short term. One of those guys would be really good in terms of just being a bridge guy to get you to the next guy. I think from a long-term perspective, Belichick is the kind of guy who likes to pick the apple off the tree as opposed to going to the supermarket and buying it off the shelf. That is to say, he wants to be able to get a prospect he can shape and control and groom into being the next guy. Whether that, you know, they decide to go all in and say go after Tua this year in the draft or maybe try and maneuver and get to Trevor Lawrence next year, whatever the case may be, I think you're looking at a situation where there are going to be some bridge guys, for lack of a better term. Like I said, Brissett, Hoyer, Stidham, one of those guys will be the guy for the next year or two until they find the next guy under center for them. You led me into that perfectly. Because I think he'd rather do that because there is the the thought of the Patriot way, Chris. And the mm-hmm. entire time it's been him and Tom Brady. Now there's somebody else. Do I bring in Andy Dalton? Do I bring in do I bring in Cam Newton expect to have the Patriot way still at the most important position? Or like you said, Kessler, I, I have another story about Kessler, but Hoyer, any one of those other guys, like these are guys who have been there. It's easy to have the Patriot way and let me have my dominance until we go out and we get ourselves a real top end quarterback bring him along, put it this way, and then away we go again. You know the philosophy I, I'm starting to think of more and more, Ken, and Belichick and Mike Shanahan are buddies. And I have to believe he's talked to Shanahan at some stage about what it was like to coach the post-Elway Broncos and to try and maneuver that franchise through that very unique period in their history. Do you load up in other areas? Do you look for winnable matchups? at other positions with the understanding that, look, quarterback is not an area of strength for us, you know, going forward. What can we do? How can we best maximize our talent? Can we load up on the offensive line? Can we get some exceptional running backs? Can we do some things in other areas that allow us to be, to be a good team, to be a powerful team, to be a playoff team? I, 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 do, I honestly think that that's one of those things that we should look at with this group going forward. I th- I want you to knock something down for me. A couple of people have brought up the prospect of tanking. I'd rather throw that through the picture window in the front living room here. Um, there's no chance he'd tank, right? Like not, not, no, not a chance no, in hell no. Bill Belichick's going to allow himself to do Let me that. tell you this again. There, a couple of years ago, when they picked Jimmy Garoppolo, the post-draft press conference, people asked, so why do you decide to bring a quarterback in now as opposed to when, you know, down the road, 
know, basically spend a high value pick on a quarterback now as opposed to later when you might, you know, the, the need might be greater. And he said, he basically said, look, we're not going to go through what Indianapolis just went through with the suck for luck campaign. There is, this is not a guy, this is not a team that is going to strip the roster, go three and 13 and, you know, try and, you know, angle for Trevor Lawrence. That's just not their overall philosophy. They're, they're not going to do that. Bill's on record as saying that. And so that that's not even part of the conversation right now. Christopher Price joining us from the Boston Globe. Can I tell you about Cody Kessler real quick? Yeah, yeah. Give me your Cody Kessler story. I would go from having people in New England who know Tom Brady and I could actually get some information out of, including you. I'm just going to say it right now. To having a guy who blocked me on Twitter because I was paying him a compliment, Chris. <laughs> I said, I, I made the analogy. I said that he's basically like you can go to the store and anybody can get name brand Cheerios. But you know what? I can go get Tastios and those will be perfectly fine. He didn't take it that way, and he got upset with me, and that was the end of that. And I've even talked to him since, and he goes, nope, what's done is done. And I went, you, you got to be kidding me, man. Come on. They really like him this year in New England. And, again, not as a guy who's going to go out and throw you know 30 touchdown passes this year, but he, I'll say this. He traveled with the team even though he was the third quarterback. He was the inactive quarterback. And whenever you get a guy in New England who, even if he's supposed to be inactive, even if he, you know he's not going to play, he still travels with the team. He was in, you know, he was in Josh McDaniel's ear on occasion. You know, he's a guy who they they like. Like I said, I'm not saying that he's going to go out and you know light up the scoreboard, but but they they like him as a as a you know as a, as a third quarterback as part of the conversation. Christopher Price with us on the show. All right, who's most responsible for the dynasty? Is it Brady or Belichick? You know, it's funny. I had this conversation with my 14-year-old son, and he thinks it's Brady, and I'm giving it to Belichick by like one sixteenth of an inch. Oh, come I really am. On. I, come I, do. On. I, I think that I think that that he's the guy who, you know, maneuvered, you know, made everything work, you know, put everyone in position. And this is by no means, you know, I'm I'm not running down Brady by any stretch of the imagination here, but I, I just think that Belichick gets a little bit more credit for what they've been able to do over the last 20 years than Brady does. I just don't know how. I don't know. Like, listen, I know that he had to, like, someone had to have the foresight and keep keep Brady on the team. But there's got to be a guy at the controls, and I can I can have great ideas all I want. But if if I don't have guys who can execute those ideas, hey, man, I'm gonna be in trouble. And Tom Brady was able to execute those ideas. Yeah, yeah. And again, at the same time, and again, this is a conversation I've had where you you bring in the guys around Tom Brady. You know, and you're able to to acquire the guys. It, it would be different. It would be a different conversation, Ken, if the Patriots had a general manager throughout this process. Mm-hmm. But Belichick is really essentially his own general manager. You know, I know they had Scott Fiole for the first four or five years of this, but Brady or Belichick, I'm sorry, is essentially his own general manager. And so True. you could make a case for Brady, I think, if there was a, a third person in the mix, if there was a, a, a GM, if there was a George Young, if there was an earlier Corsi or whatever the case may be at the controls, I think that Belichick should get credit for being able to place the guys around Brady in addition to you know, putting the game plan in place. Hey, real quick, do you think Bill O'Brien, because he's trying to be basically Belichick light, do you think Bill O'Brien's headed for a disaster? Real quick. No, I don't, I don't know if he's headed for a disaster, but it, look, every, it happens to everyone. Doesn't it? Everyone who leaves, not not everyone. I shouldn't say that. Not everyone who leaves here, but but a lot of the guys who who leave New England try and institute the the system in some other place, and it just doesn't work. It's just you know, 
I like Bill O'Brien. I really do. I, you know, I got to know him a little bit when he was here in New England. He's a really nice guy, really decent guy. But I shake my head at some of the decisions that he decided to make. Chris, I thank you very much for the time. We're looking forward to that Hartford Whalers book that's going to be coming out here in the next couple of years. Okay, I know it's going to be a while. But when it comes out, I want to talk to you about the Hartford Whalers. And I want to talk to you in the intermediary as well. But still, you get what I'm saying. In the intermediary. I love it, man. Definitely. Sounds good. And we'll talk soon, buddy. Take care. Thank you. Christopher Price, Boston Globe. Find him on Twitter at C Price Globe. He's got a Whalers book that he's working on right now, diligently. And I want to read that. And I want to read that. I want to interview him about it because it's going to be fantastic. I, I'm worried about Bill O'Brien in that sense. I, I think he's little Belichick. And I'm starting to see a couple of scenarios here where it's reminding me of another former quarterback in the NFL. Because I think that he is making moves. Basically, he feels as if he has house money and he doesn't have to protect his quarterback the best way and, and make the very best of his quarterback. And it's starting to bother me. I think that Deshaun Watson is one of the fine young quarterbacks in the NFL. I think that he has every single bit to be one of the franchise elite quarterbacks in the NFL. And I think that they're messing with him a little bit too much. And if I were a Texans fan, I'd be enraged. Enraged. And listening to some of the folks down at 610 down there, Landry Locker and Figgy and Lopez and all them guys, uh, yeah, it seems a plenty are enraged. So I don't need. I don't know if i got to work anybody into a shoot over it. 855-2124-CBS. Howard Beck going to join us in just over 50 minutes. Up next... The death of the handshake. i got to find a new way to greet people. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.